Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Raptors, your daily Toronto Raptors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and welcome to episode 43 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, December 12th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com and TSN Radio in Toronto. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean, as always, and the show is on Twitter as well, at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single show. Locked On Raptors is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find team-specific shows for all 30 NBA teams, as well as Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd and Locked On NBA with David Locke, all in one place on the Locked On NBA iTunes channel. Leave a rating, leave a review on your favorite shows. Would really appreciate the feedback. And uh, that goes for Locked On Raptors as well. We are on iTunes with our own separate page. Uh, You can leave a a rating or review there as well. And it's the best way to help us out and support the show. Helps boost us up the rankings. Helps people discover the show. The Locked On Network is on a wave right now. It's the fastest growing podcast network in the world. Obviously bringing you daily shows uh, for all your favorite teams in the NFL and NBA. So please get on board and uh, let us know what you think of the, of the network and of the shows and would really appreciate the feedback. On today's show, we're recapping the Raptors' 124-110 win over the, the Wolves last night and teeing up tonight's game with the Boston Celtics, a big one uh, for people who have been following the sort of back and forth between Raptors and Celtics fans ever since the offseason and Raptors and Celtics players too. You know, Jay Crowder had comments to say that the, the, the Celtics aren't worried about the Raptors. Damari Carroll fought back at that and said, oh, that sounds like someone who hasn't really uh, you know, been through it in the playoffs. So there's some tension there. I think it's going to grow over the course of the season as, you know, kind of inevitable playoff uh, matchup in the second round uh, in in May. I think that's really kind of what this is all setting up towards. And this is all this is the first step in building towards that. But first, let's get to last night's game against the Wolves. And I guess we can dive right into my top performer. Uh, And my top performer is not the defenses. That's for damn sure. Um, Yeah, this was a game where neither team really seemed all that interested in playing defense, you know, kind of from the hop. There were some weird defensive decisions made by Dwayne Casey in this game. First up with uh, Jonas Valanciunas. He had had Valanciunas coming like way away from the basket. He was, you know, Casey called it a high wall in the postgame when he was asked about it. To my eyes, it looked like he was hedging. That's where he corrected it. Um, Doesn't really matter the terminology, though. I felt like Jonas was way too far away from the basket in the pick and roll. Just, just, you know, really leaving the Raptors in a lurch near the basket. Uh, he wasn't able to recover, got way too far out of position, and the Raptors, you know, were just sort of stuck trying to recover for the rest of possessions, and it led to a lot of really easy buckets for the, for the Wolves, and it was, uh, you know, a rough defensive first three quarters for the Raptors. Um, you know, Lucas Noguera had some nice stretches. He blocked a couple shots. He came in. He sort of provided a bit more mobile defense for the Raptors, but overall, the first three quarters were awful, and Jonas's defense was a big part of that. Pascal Siakam also had a really tough time with Carl Anthony Towns. He came out of the game just four minutes in after the Wolves kind of got out to a run and uh, Siakam came out and, you know, Towns didn't do much damage in the first half. He only had two points, but in the third quarter, Casey made the odd decision of leaving uh, Siakam in for the first eight minutes of the fourth and Town. Uh, Towns decided to go off for 15 points in that time, uh, including this ridiculous dunk on Jonas Valanciunas, which was just unbelievable. And, you know, that's kind of what was my takeaway from the game, really, was that 
you know, the defense wasn't there, but with these two teams playing, kind of made it a really entertaining game to be at and a lot of fun to watch. Uh, there was a lot of, you know, just high-flying dunks and athleticism on display. Andrew Wiggins had 11 points in the first quarter. That was a lot of fun. Zach Levine scored 29 just, like, effortlessly. Um, you know, and the dunks, man. There was the Towns dunk on Valanciunas, which I think was the best of the night. There was the DeRozan one in garbage time just before the end of the game where Damari Carroll was going down for a layup. He sort of bricked it off the back uh, of the of the backboard, and it bounced out, and DeMar DeRozan just came in out of nowhere and threw a dunk down on Ricky Rubio's poor head. Rubio looked so scared and terrified. Um, the place went nuts, obviously. Kevin Harlan went nuts on the, on the TNT broadcast. I'm sure you've listened to the video by now or seen the video by now. Uh, but that was incredible, and that was a fun dunk. Terrence Ross had a really great dunk in uh, in transition in the fourth quarter, and that dunk was sort of uh, you know a byproduct of the Raptors you know stepping it up on defense. Finally, um, you know the Carroll and Patterson on that particular play, they defended Carl Anthony Towns and uh, and Andrew Wiggins in the pick and roll really nicely. Really swarmed Wiggins with the ball, forced a turnover from Wiggins, and it led it to uh, you know Lowry getting out, leaking out, and and throwing up a dunk to. Uh, to Terrence Ross, and it was just awesome. And uh, you know that that's you know it was it was a fun game all around. Andrew Wiggins had a really nice dunk in the first quarter as well. So the bad defense, while it's gonna you know haunt Dwayne Casey, and he talked about it after the game, like having those guys on the Wolves, those young, athletic, hungry guys coming out and going off. That was his biggest fear coming into the game. He said it, you know, his nightmare came true with uh, with how those guys went off. But the Raptors really buckled down in the fourth quarter. Patterson and Carroll in particular. Patterson like mirrored uh, Towns in terms of his minutes, especially in the fourth, uh, when Casey made the quick decision to pull out Patterson when Towns went off the floor, put him back in when Towns came back, uh, and he did a pretty good job of shutting him down. Obviously, Towns didn't score in the fourth quarter, finished with just those 17 points. Um, And so my actual top performer of this game is not Patrick Patterson. If I was going from the Wolves' angle, it'd probably be like Zach Levine or Andrew Wiggins or Carl Anthony Towns. They were all pretty good last night. But the actual top performer tonight is Kyle Lowry, who... I don't know, man. I don't think I've ever seen him play this well with the Raptors. He's shooting like 54% from three over the last 13 games. Last night, he was five of seven again, again, just like kind of easily. He threw up a three from like his foot was like on the logo at center almost. It was like 35 feet away. It's like a Lou Williams shot from a couple years ago, uh, except it was Kyle Lowry and not Lou Williams taking it. And uh, yeah, it was... It was just damn impressive to watch Lowry work last night. He had 11 assists as well, just setting his teammates up, um, just really getting the defense out of position, driving, you know, pulling defenders towards him, and then, you know, seeing the seams open up, finding open shooters. Damari Carroll had three big threes. I think they were all assisted by Kyle Lowry, or at least two of them were. Uh, they were both over the course, two of them came over the course of, you know, like a minute in the, four, in the second quarter that kind of put the Raptors ahead, which eventually ended up being the Raptors ahead for good. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a wonderful performance from Lowry. Just you know everything you want to see from Kyle Lowry on the offensive end. His defense struggle along with everybody else's, but on offense he just was uh, just raining hellfire from beyond. I and mean, he's been doing that for a long time now. And when he's doing that, things become difficult because there's only so many times, only only so many guys you can throw at both Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry. It's usually one of them going off. And you know when both of them are this hot and this impressive. The the Raptors become impossible to guard, and you're seeing that now. The Raptors' offensive rating after last night, where they posted, I think, a 131 offensive rating, they're sitting at 114.7. Like, seriously, they're 0.4 points per 100 possessions behind the Golden State Warriors, who are unbelievable on offense. They're like three points ahead of the next closest team, almost four points ahead, actually, of the next closest team behind them in the standings. I think the Cavs are at 111 even, so... 
The Raptors offense continues to be absurd, and it really helps them in games like that against the Wolves last night. And I think they kind of know it, too, that their offense is going to be so efficient and so dynamic that uh, they can kind of get away with, you know, lackluster defensive performances and still get away with a win in most games. They've had trouble with that against the top, top teams in the league, obviously, the Cavs, the Warriors, the Clippers. Uh, but every other team, really, the Raptors have been able to outscore and, you know, just outpace on the offensive end. Um, and their defense has picked opportune times to sort of lock in, which they did in the fourth quarter last night, where they only gave up 7 of 19 from the field for the Wolves to close the game. The Wolves are young. The Wolves are going to be really good, and they threw down some awesome dunks and some highlight plays last night. They were a lot of fun, but the Raptors are just a better team, and uh, that was put on display in the fourth quarter last night as the Raptors kind of blew it open. Let's look forward to t- tonight now to the Raptors and Celtics game in Boston. The Raptors, obviously, second night of a back-to-back. They come in at 15-7, and seven, second in offense, 17th in defense. Last night hurt them a little bit on that defensive rating. Uh, Boston comes in 13-9, and nine, eighth in offense, 15th in defense, coming off a 30-point win over the Magic on Wednesday. Uh, my three things to watch for this one. First of all, no Isaiah Thomas for Boston. Missing his second straight game with a groin injury. He missed that game against the Magic. Um, you know, this is pretty big. They crushed, the Ma- they crushed the Magic without him on Wednesday, of course, but the Raptors are very much not the Magic. The, the Raptors are an excellent team, and, you know, Boston not having that bit of offensive firepower, sort of the engine of their offense, is really going to hurt them. But on the other end, you know, th- this might be a blessing a little bit for the for the Celtics as they try to shut down this potent Raptors attack. Marcus Smart's probably going to start. He started Wednesday. Uh, he started a point guard. And, you know, that's a really annoying defensive backcourt for the Raptors to deal with, with Marcus Smart, Avery Bradley, and Jay Crowder to sort of, you know, rotate between stopping uh, Lowry and DeMar. It takes away the one-two pick and rolls the Raptors like to use to get mismatches for DeMar because you're not really finding a mismatch against any of those guys. Um, you know, if you, having being able to hide one of those guys on Damari Carroll quote-unquote hide is is uh is a nice luxury to have and uh you know that's gonna you know probably affect carroll getting open in transition for threes it's a lot of defense to have on the court especially in one backcourt for the celtics so that's kind of a, a blessing in this matchup against the raptors um because you know i mean the, the raptors have been allowing penetration and points to literally everybody so it's not like they need thomas and his you know special driving ability against the the Celtics against the raptors tonight as much you know, Pat, uh, Marcus Smart's probably going to be fine getting to the basket and doing what he does and getting the the Celtics offense moving because uh, the Raptors just haven't been able to lock in consistently on that end. Uh, but yeah, Thomas being out definitely hurts their offense. And if it gets into a shootout, I like the Raptors' chances in this one as well because uh, I don't really see Boston being able to hang with the Raptors' offense if uh, if defense goes to the win like it did against the Wolves last night. Number two for me is the impact of no Damari Carroll. He didn't, uh, or he did play against the, the Wolves last night, and I was kind of surprised by the decision. I think I said yesterday in the show that I thought he would, you know, sit against the Wolves, play against Boston, and I kind of preferred that idea. Um, you know, Damari offers a lot of lineup flexibility to the Raptors that none of the Raptors' other wings can really give. Uh, you know, I prefer his versatility against a team like Boston, where they can go small, where they uh, sort of, are, you know, aren't stranger to creative lineups you know putting Jay Crowder at the four and you know with the the bad rebounding that the that the Celtics have the Raptors probably could have afforded to go small and test out that Patterson Carroll front court a little bit more uh, that they've tried over the last couple weeks here and it is not going to be able to do that because Carroll in all likelihood is not going to play Dwayne Casey did say before the game that he thinks they're getting closer to lifting this sort of limitation off Carroll where he's only going to play one game of back-to-backs I don't think it'll be tonight I think it's going to come eventually Uh, but who knows Casey you know before game time who knows he very much he very well could just you know say Carroll's going to 
play. And if that happens, then everything goes to the wind. What I'm saying here, everything goes in the garbage. But uh, I don't think Carroll's going to play. And if he doesn't, you know, it's interesting because the Raptors, again, like they don't have a ton of, you know, big ones, big bulky wings. Carroll really is the only one who can flip down to the four. And so that's going to take that sort of versatility away from the Raptors. Last night he was put on Andrew Wiggins and like that was fine. I guess that's the guy you want him guarding. That's what he was brought in for to, to, to sort of go up against the best, the opposing team's best wing. But I kind of thought in the situation last night, Norm Powell might have been like a totally adequate, maybe even better suited guy to guard Wiggins than Carroll, just because he can sort of match Wiggins' athletic twitchiness a little bit, stay in front of him a little bit better. Carroll had a lot of trouble. You know, his lateral quickness has been off with his knee thing that he has, and he had a lot of trouble staying in front of Wiggins at times last night. He obviously buckled down in the fourth quarter and played a lot better, but there were times where Wiggins just kind of blew by him without resistance, and I kind of thought Powell might have been a better look for that matchup anyway. Obviously, Dwayne Casey thought differently and that's you know Dwayne Casey's smarter than I am but uh, that's how I sort of perceive that and uh, it's too bad Carroll's not going to be there for the game against the Celtics tonight because I thought he could have been very useful against a creative Brad Stevens coach team third thing for me is uh, what's Casey going to do with these multi-wing units that we've kind of seen him bust out and you know mostly when you have Carroll there but I'm kind of curious to see how far Casey's willing to go here because the Celtics you know they can go pretty small. Um, they they have Al, Al Horford as their center, and uh, you know if they de- decided to go Jay Crowder at the four or whoever they want or Jonas Drebko at the four, I'm curious to see how far Casey's willing to go in terms of you know in, in terms of downsizing because Patrick Patterson has done a pretty nice job of rebounding at the five. Maybe can, there, can the Raptors get away with putting a guy like DeRozan at the four in spurts if they decide to go small over in Boston, like? That's t- that's tough, and like I don't think I've seen that from DeRozan since like the the Wizards series a couple of years ago when Paul Pierce was playing the four, and DeRozan was you know maybe the best look that they threw at the Wizards in terms of defense for uh, for Paul Pierce in that series. And like I don't think it's a like a long term thing. I don't think you're going to use it for a lot of minutes, but it could be a funky and weird unit to use for the Raptors um, if they wanted to try to go wing heavy. Maybe you throw out like a, a Lowry, Powell, Wart, Ross, DeRozan, Patterson look, or maybe Bebe instead of. Uh, Instead of Patterson at the center, if you want to, you know, keep some size on the floor and keep some rim protection and shot blocking on the floor, maybe that's a way to go. I don't know. Like you can get creative against Boston because they're going to get creative right at you. Um, and because Boston stinks at rebounding, they have the fourth worst rebounding percentage in the NBA coming into this game. Uh, maybe the Raptors can get away with it. I'm, I'm curious to see that. That's like a little wrinkle that I'm going to look for tonight in this game. Uh, we might not see it. We, I mean, we probably won't see it because, you know, Dwayne Casey is very staunch in his rotations and uh, maybe he'll just stay big for most of the night. But uh, I, th- I would be interested to see that just to see, you know, this. the Raptors are at this point where they can experiment in the regular season. They're, they're, they're pretty much guaranteed to be like a home court team in the, in, in the Eastern Conference. They are, you know, they've displayed that they're a lot better than a lot of their competition in the East, Boston notwithstanding. Um, you know, this could be, you know, this isn't both teams at full strength, of course. Carroll's for the Raptors Isaiah Thomas is over Boston which I think kind of dampens the whole you know this is for who's going to be the second best team in the East narrative that I think a lot of people are going to come into this game with and uh and again the Raptors are you know going to be a home court playoff team and you know games like this maybe they don't want to show their hand too much against Boston that would make sense too considering they're on a collision course for the playoffs but the Raptors have the luxury of being able to try stuff out and uh and seeing if it works so I wouldn't be against seeing that tonight Let's get to my pick against the spread. Right now, Vegas has the Celtics favored by a point. Um, this is confusing to me. I guess it's because they're at home and the Raptors are on a second night of a back-to-back. But without Isaiah Thomas, that seems uh, bizarre to me considering the way the Raptors have been playing lately. 
Um, so I'm going to take the Raptors to win this one, and I think they're going to cover. Obviously, if they win it, they're going to cover. Uh, I hope to bring my record to 13-9 and one after I picked last night's game correctly. That would be cool. Um, I don't know why I care so much about this, but I'm really, you know, I have anxiety about this this record, and I want to get it as far above 500 as I can get. I don't want to be fighting for the playoffs with around 500. I want to be I want to be a guaranteed team. I want to be able to experiment with picks. I want to be able to try out different picks and, and get ballsy with picks down the line. And I can't do that if I'm sitting around 500 halfway through the season. So um, that's my pick. I think the Raptors are going to win tonight and cover. Uh, we're going to be back on Monday. Apologies for the lack of guests this week. I had a couple lined up. We were supposed to do one with Zach Bennett of uh, Locked on Wolves yesterday, but something came up with him in the studio he records in, and it became unavailable at the time that we lined up. I was supposed to have something with John Corrales from uh, Locked on Celtics as well, but my schedule interfered. Um, the construction at my apartment interfered. It's just been sort of a, a weird week. We'll be back on the guest grind next week for sure. We'll have uh, some some stuff on. So Raptors had this kind of back-and-forth schedule and uh you know it's pretty easy as well they have the nets coming up they have the sixers coming up they have the bucks coming up they have some uh pretty easy games on the schedule here leading up towards christmas following this big boston game um so if the raptors can start things off here there's a chance for them to go on a pretty nice run uh heading into the christmas break when the raptors go on a big western road trip um so yeah we'll be back on monday to start teeing all that up and, and look look forward to the week ahead Hopefully have some more guests on next week. And uh, until then, you can follow me on Twitter at WoodleySean. Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnRaptors. Go to the iTunes page, subscribe, rate, review. We would really appreciate it. Helps people find the show. Helps to boost the listenership, which I think is something that we all want, right? Um, so please do that and, uh, you know, check out the Lockdown Network, find shows you like the NFL season's coming down to the, to the wire here. Lockdown NFL has a lot of stuff as well, you know, shows for every team there too. So please check that out. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back on Monday with more Lockdown Raptors and have a great weekend.